Hey guys, welcome back to the Play Like a Girl podcast, one of the shows for SB Nation's Ohio State site, Land Grant Holy Land. We're two girls talking about sports because our opinion counts too. I'm your host, Tia Johnston, and I'm joined by my co-host, Meredith Hine. Thanks for tuning in today. It's safe to say that a lot has happened since our last episode. Just one week ago, we were talking about Ohio State's schedule and complaining about the first few games, and now there's no schedule at all. Yeah. Last week, we were being snobby Ohio State fans complaining that we were opening with the likes of Illinois and Rutgers, and now I'd literally give my right arm to see the Buckeyes play either of those teams on Labor Day weekend. So yeah, in case you missed the earth-shattering news, the Big Ten announced on Tuesday that they would be canceling all fall sports seasons with hopes of playing in the spring. Um, I don't know about you, Meredith, but when I saw the announcement, I just like sat there on my couch and just stared at the wall, like just trying to mentally grasp that there wasn't going to be any Ohio State games this season. Yeah. So time for my embarrassing story. So so there I was, I was working and I saw the news and my friend Katie, like years ago, got me one of those Brutus dolls from Build-A-Bear. So I went in my bedroom and I picked up Brutus and we cried together for 30 minutes. <laughs> and then Dave is sitting there trying to comfort me. Oh, and he goes, you know, I, he goes, you know, I don't think that SEC is canceled yet. And How dare he, he says that the implication was not that I could watch SEC football. But instead, I wailed. I don't want to watch <laughs> SEC football. No. I want to watch Big Ten football. Um, <laughs> so... Super embarrassing, and I guess the bottom line is, you know, we've all, like, COVID has ruined a lot, and some things just hit you harder than others, and I think probably for you and me, like, it's it's irrational to be this upset because obviously we want the players to be safe and we want everyone to be safe, but it's, it's still a real bummer. I mean, and I think you can relate to this, like, Ohio State football has been a huge part of my life since I was little. I mean, I've been going to games since I could walk. And I wrote in my last story, I actually wrote like, there are six stages of grief. And I swear to you, I am still in denial because I would expect that this news would make me cry like that, like you just said. And it it hasn't yet. And so I'm just waiting for it to like hit me. I'm going to be at like the grocery store or something. I'm going to be like, wait, (laughs) we're not. So which stage did I jump to? Am I almost? I feel like you you kind of just went straight to acceptance. I think you like missed (laughs) denial and anger and you went through, (laughs) you went to acceptance and depression (laughs) so fast so well I mean I feel like we we sort of started preparing for it on the show last week we talked about it and yeah like it was on the writing was on the wall it was probably going to happen because we were trying to because we were like if we don't (laughs) on the schedule uh (laughs) you know we had Michigan marked for October 24th and we're like that's certainly not going to happen like we will not be playing football by October 24th I think we both accepted like the Big Ten championship would never happen because teams wouldn't play enough games but like you know right we we were halfway there last week and it was it's almost like easier to say out loud and then just when it like I mean the Big Ten just like ripped it off like a band-aid they gave us no time to, like, adjust to this. Because I, I truly did. I really did think 
that we were going to start the season and then my prediction, and this is for even like the NFL, like I think that they're going to get halfway through and it's going to get too much, too many things are going to start happening. It's going to get too hard to handle and they're just going to have to call it quits in the middle of the season. That's what I thought was going to happen. You think they'll make it halfway? Halfway or less. I think they're going to get some games in and then, and that's true of the SEC and ACC too, if if they end up playing. I mean, halfway would be great. I did want to talk about, like, so you're right. The Big Ten did rip it off like a Band-Aid. Like, they, there were no holds barred. They went first. We all knew it was going to happen. They sent out the, they sent the schedule out last week. And then. Yeah. What was that? On Friday, they were like, we're going to, we're going to have a meeting of the presidents. And like, you know, we, we knew it was coming. And I just feel like it was a failure of communication but instead we're getting a lot of blame targeted directly at first year Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren, who, yeah, he could have done better, but this is also his first year on the job and he's had to deal with COVID, systemic racism, and now the canceling of his first football season as commissioner. Right. Like, I don't think anyone else had to deal with that. No, and... We know no one else had to deal with that. (laughs) No, and... He was he literally came out and said that he made this decision based off of what very, very high up medical directors and doctors were telling him. Like they were saying, I don't think this is safe for a, like a football, a contact sport to be played during a pandemic. And so that was that's what he was going off of. He has nothing else to go off of. And the same thing... Exactly. He's, he doesn't have a medical degree. No. He doesn't even have a year into this job. Like, And the same goes for Ohio State's new president. I cannot believe how many people just jumped to the conclusion. It, like, right when it said the presidents were going to vote, everyone was like, there goes Christina Johnson's reputation. She'll never come back from this. She'll be ran out of town. I'm like... Why do we just assume that she's going to vote no? Why Why is that the assumption? And sure also, enough. she voted yes. She came out and she's like, uh, guys, I was a student athlete. I think with this can be done, I voted yes. Like, <laughs> It's absurd. Not only has Christina Johnson been getting a lot of flack, Gene Smith has also been taking a lot of it from Ohio State fans. Uh, just for the record, uh, because I know that Matt was responding to a lot of people tweeting and he just decided to give up. <laughs> Everyone at Ohio State voted for for the season. So they were very much united. Everyone wanted to play. Unlike Nebraska, we were going to go with the decision of the Big Ten. Um, But just to be explicitly clear, uh, Christina Johnson does not officially begin her role as president until August 24th. So you're giving her shit for something that literally isn't even her job yet. And once it came out that Jean and Christina both voted yes, people were still mad arguing saying Ohio State should use their leverage or they should keep pushing back and it's like I'm sure they did in the meeting. They well <laughs> the issue here is exactly what we've been facing throughout COVID. There's you know at the beginning it was no you don't need a mask and then it was everyone needs a mask and so people are like I don't want to wear a mask so I won't. Because at one point, someone told me I didn't have to. It's like you you have this disparity of information. Jim Harbaugh coming out and saying, well, Michigan hasn't had any positive tests. Well, good for you, Michigan. I don't know how, but <laughs> good for you. Rutgers has not been so successful. Right. And like, I, we don't know what you're doing. Maybe if you had your protocols and you shared them with others. I don't know if they did. I don't know what protocols they were following. 
I'm not a doctor or a public health expert, but your fans are hearing all of these different voices and different opinions. Um, and I don't know if you want to talk about it now or later, but you also have people like Scott Frost who are saying that the safest thing to do is to play football, which is just kind of ridiculous. But And so you're kind of going to follow whoever's – it's like a confirmation bias, right? You want to believe whoever – whatever authority figure you happen to agree right. with. Um, and unfortunately for Ohio State fans, they have you know all these people who voted yes and then were ultimately defeated by the conference. And so they're just going to blame whomever they can get their hands on. And I, I am also mad. Like I'm, I'm upset that we're not playing. And I do think, I do think that the Big Ten and the NCAA should have began this process way before they did. And then I think we would be in a better position. They'd have all the protocols set up. They'd feel safe if they had a plan a better plan to play this game because I think it can be done. That being said, I did just read the medical report that the Big Ten received and it had, I don't know if you saw this, Meredith, but it was like this heart condition that comes from contracting COVID even if you don't get symptoms. And it's literally a scar. Yeah. And there was like this cyclist in Australia and he went back to biking And he got winded after, like, one hill. And so he went to the doctor, and there's this scar on his heart. And he, the doctor told him he can never ride a bike again. It's permanent. You know, if you, like, get all of the information, people, about why this conference decided what it did, it's, it's a no-brainer, you know? You can't, you can't be risking. And we're all upset. No one here is happy about this. No. But, you know, understand why you're upset it's just because we're in the situation and it really stinks but like you know think about who you are upset with and if that's good enough reason to be mad at that person yeah and I think I also think that being said whatever information the Big Ten and the Pac-12 got they should share it with the other conferences that are still planning on playing and we will actually talk about that on the second half of the show. So first we gotta have a quick ad break. Stay with us. Okay, so I seriously don't think that the SEC and the ACC are going to end up playing. What of do you course think? they're not. No. <laughs> they're acting like they are. I don't, well, I, I don't get it. I mean, I get it, but I, I don't. I especially like, I think it was a recruit that said this. But he was like, why is the Midwest canceling for all these medical reasons? And they are in predominantly in the states that have the lowest numbers, whereas the SEC and ACC are predominantly south and they have the highest numbers and they supposedly have this other information of why it's safe to play. It's just, this is all the NCAA's fault. If the NCAA would just make a standard rule for all the conferences... We would not be having this problem. Hey, my column last week was about why we need a commissioner in college football to literally just manage all of college football. Because if you had a single entity that was in charge of a single sport and could dictate how that single sport was operated across conferences, because like Kevin Warren has to deal with 30 plus sports at Ohio State, the least amount of sports he has to deal with is 17 at Purdue. Isn't that fascinating? Purdue has the least amount of varsity sports of any Big Ten school. 
Do they really? Really? Yeah. I could have sworn it would be Northwestern, but it right. is Purdue. But, you know, it, you're tasked with making decisions on behalf of universities across states. Um, and instead, if you just had a commissioner who was like, you know what, I'm going to take some of these inconsistencies out. I'm not going to deal with other sports. I'm just going to deal with football. And yeah, you could manage, like, especially you think of the what's going on with COVID now, like you, you could collaborate. Think about how basketball works. If you made a bubble, like if you had a college basketball commissioner who was in charge of doing a bubble, like you have <laughs> other models to look to. Anyway, I'll get off my high horse. I mean, I read your, I read your column and just like nodded the whole time. I will link that. (laughs) And I'm going to link Gene's story as well, because he goes off on the NCAA in it. And it's amazing. Because going back to blaming Christina and Gene and Kevin for this, why are we not blaming the president of the NCAA, who happens to be an old white man, who does not do anything. He doesn't do anything except make sure that players aren't flying their parents into games. Like, it's... He is well, supposed to be... Well, it that way. Yeah, it just... I could go on about this as well. <laughs> I mean, meanwhile, you have four other white com- white male conference commissioners who also are not getting a lot of flack. I mean, I guess I don't live in Pac-12 nation, so maybe... Right. I haven't seen, I haven't seen anything blaming the Pac-12. Yeah, but it's interesting because no one is blaming Ryan Day in Columbus. I do want to commend Ohio State, though. So this this decision was devastating. We were all devastated um, in case it needs to be said again. I'm going <laughs> to cry again. Uh, but I did appreciate their statement that they did answer some of those big concerns that we had and really I felt like put the players first. Um, They immediately said all scholarships would be honored. The weight room would be available. Nutrition would be available. They could stay. Mental health services would be available. Um, So all of those things that like, I mean, any school who doesn't provide that like is a bunch of monsters, but you know, it was, it was a relief to see that they had that ready and that they were ready to ease those concerns. Yeah, that's big. I think as long as they can keep the team together and in somewhat of a routine, then it should kind of help ease the heartbreak that I'm sure they're enduring. But yeah, I really liked that Ohio State was on top of that because again, the Big Ten just dropped a bomb and then they like, you, we didn't hear from them. <laughs> so, and we're still waiting to hear what their backup plan is as far as like a spring season or whatever. I think so. it's possible. I do. Because like... Not to bring Jim Harbaugh up again, um, <laughs> but they haven't had any positive tests. And so I feel like given that they'll have had a season of camp or a few weeks of camp, most schools will be able to identify like what was successful, what wasn't successful, um, and hopefully be able to bring that into the spring. Um, I think the other thing that has become clear this week is we need a different activity to do instead of watching football on Saturdays now. Um, So, Tia, I'm curious if you have anything that you're going to do besides watching football. So, my husband is Australian, and therefore, he's very big into the Australian Football League. And I don't know if anyone is familiar with this sport, but it is incredibly obscure. It's It took me forever to understand it. But once you do, it's very entertaining. The only issue is you have to wake up at, like, 5 a.m. to watch them. So, um... I guess I'll be doing that, and I can't say that that's going to fill the hole 
in my heart. What about you? Oh my gosh. I don't know. I guess maybe rugby or something. Maybe tennis. Oh, tennis is good. Yeah, well, we're going to have to figure out something. I want to also ask anybody listening to this, if you want to hear us talk about anything, like (laughs) a certain sports topic, a issue, literally anything, please let us know until we come up with some sort of game plan because it's going to be a long boring fall and we're gonna need ideas from you guys so with that being said let's get into the shout outs meredith want to start i guess i'll shout out my boss because there i was crying with brutus (laughs) and the next day he was like how's it going and i was like about to start crying again he's like are you okay and i was like they canceled college football and he goes i know i'm sad about it too He's like, but I'm then, not that sad. <laughs> he was he was very sad. So I told him my embarrassing story. He told me his embarrassing story. <laughs> and now we're even. So so thanks for okay. sympathizing with me. Did you see the video that Ohio State's Twitter put out of Ryan Day speaking to the team? No. I thought you were I, gonna ask if I saw the shirtless man at Urban Myers video, which yes I did. <laughs> Shout out to him. That was like in the midst of so much going on that I totally forgot about that. Did anyone figure that out? What is, what it was Urban Meyer doing and why is he so sunburned? He was on his yacht apparently, which doesn't make the situation any better. Like it makes it more weird. And I just, I feel like he, he can't not address it. You know, like you have to address that Urban. We're not going to have anything else to talk about. That'll be the topic of the show next week. Who is the half-naked man yes. on Maybe Urban Meyer's yacht? It might that. be the same half-naked man that's on my porch. <laughs> or the porch across from me. You say it's not. <laughs> <laughs> the other video that I was talking about, I recommend you not watch it. Because if you cried without watching it, then I just... I mean, it's it brings me into my shout-out, which is... All of the Ohio State players and Ryan Day and the coaching staff, like, I can't even imagine how they feel after going through months of training and meetings and, like, chips on their shoulders from the Clemson game, and then it's just taken away, especially for, like, fifth-year senior Jonathan Cooper, and, ugh, maybe I will start crying. (laughs) But it's just so sad, and so this video that's on Twitter Ryan Day, it was like Ryan Day's message to the team and it's over like this background and you know, Ohio State's media team. It's always They're so good. It's so good. So they have my heartstrings in their hand yeah. and they play with them when they choose. I, I wouldn't watch it until you're in a more stable <laughs> until state. I'm in a better place. <laughs> Highly recommend. Until then it's just the Urban Meyer video for me. <laughs> yeah, yes. That's a good replacement. Oh. And also this cat video that I'll send you, and maybe we'll put it in the show notes. I'm going to put all three in the show notes. Great. Cat video, fat urban guy, sad Ryan Day video. Well, with that, <laughs> I think that's all we have for today. As a reminder, you can follow me on Twitter at Tia Johnston underscore, Meredith at Meredith Hine, and the site at LandGrant33. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks again for listening to Play Like a Girl, and as always, go Bucks. <laughs>